0: Heko nae i pūrangi nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Wairaka is unquestionably the most pivotal fire tipuna to the Ngātiawa people. When the mātātua waka arrived in the harbour of Kokohorua, the tāne men surveyed the land to ensure safety. Meanwhile, the wāhine and the tamariki remained in the waka at anchor. The teenage wairaka was among the seafarers, and like the men, she was keen to alight on the land they'd heard so much about. As they anticipated the return of the tāne, clouds rolled in, and winds picked up, rousing the waka. The craft swayed more and more intensely, unnerving the passengers. Although hoi waka paddles were at hand, they were part of the male's domain, therefore wahine weren't permitted to handle them. Despite being young and, I'm sure, incredibly frightened, wairaka stood. She reached into the water and pulled the anchor on board. Risking herself and her potential tamariki, she cried, Let me be as a man. With that, Wairaka seized the hoi and paddled the waka and her whanaunga to the shore, literally saving the iwi.
1: Dr. Jani Wilson shares the history of her ancestor Wairaka of the Matatwa Waka. No Natsi Awa Napuhi Ngāti Hine, Jani is an academic at Auckland University of Technology. Wairaka, Challenging the Status Quo, is the name of her chapter in the book Nakete Matauranga, Mā Māori Scholars at the Research Interface.
0: Well, the reason I chose her is because, you know, I mean, as, as, as it says in the chapter, I'm a long time fangirl. Um, not only in uri, but the more I heard about her when I was a young, when I was a, you know, when I was rangatahi, I, I just thought, did she actually go against Tekanga to pick up that um, hoia waka and save, you know, the women and children who were on that on the mātātua at that time? And I thought, far out. She was either really, really stupid or really, really brave. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, and so you know, during the course of my time on my academic Journey. I've had to draw on her a lot. Sometimes I'm viewed as being a bit stupid. (laughs) Mm. But then I'm just like, no, I'm actually just trying to be brave. Because, you know, you kind of have to navigate your way in some really choppy situations when you're trying to make space for people who are coming behind you. But you're also trying to, I guess, justify the existence of yourself and those who came before you as well. So Mm. um, I use her as an exemplar in... My sort of creative um, outlet is I compose Waiata. Whenever we are looking at a poi or um, a Waiata'aranga, she's always the first one to come to mind. So it just so happened just before I, wrote, I was asked, I was approached to write this chapter, I had finished a poi called Ngapusiputu or Ngātiawa, And it's based around Wairaka and how, because I guess um, I was looking at our hapu, and, you know, if my hapu are listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a lot of the women on our in our hapu, um, there's kind of that blurring between whether we are tomboys and or um, or women. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Let's go back to you know what our roles are meant to be, and that is, you know, when we are on the stage, we are asked to be fierce, to be delicate, to be feminine, to be you know the whole yeah, range. that's true. The you haka, the poi, the waiata. Yep. We have to show it all. Mm. But then when we come off the stage, we are, we are women. Um, and we need to demand that from our men. No, 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 you're going to treat me like a woman. And so that was what that waiata was about.
1: Challenging the status quo, or going against what society thinks, is normal, is one strand of Jani's work as a senior lecturer in film studies and media. Coming up on Te Ahika, I visit Jani at the AUT campus in the heart of Manukau, Auckland. E aku manutaki, e aku manutai ko, koe rā kau papa e kine. Justine Maria Ho, this is Te Ahika. O, ki te taha o tāku kroa
0: he uri nō no te rohe o te waka o ahau. Ko awa te Iwi Matua ki Reira, ko Ngāi te hapu, uh, ko te pāroa te papakainga. Ki te taha o tōku kuia, he uri nō no te wharetapu o Ngāpuhi, uh, me te kōpu a maru nō Oromāhoe ahau ki Reira, ko Kawa te marae, me te hapu, um, nā kaitiaki o Waitangi Marae.
1: It sounds like an idyllic heartland upbringing. Jani writes in the book about growing up in the 80s and 90s. Their playground was the Rangitaiki River, going down the river current on a lilo or a tire. If it wasn't that, she would ride horses or bikes in the summer. And then going to the spaces, or if you're not familiar with that term, the video game parlor, where 20 cents could keep her and her mates occupied for hours. Now, today you could probably count on one hand the amount of DVD stores, video stores that still operate. But back then, video was all the rage. And TV became that early inspiration for Johnny talking about the Cambrook VHS, that uh, you talk about, we had a Cam- <laughs> Cambrook VHS, not, not the Flash Black Diamond one that people had back in the day, but what was that kind of stepping stone? This was kind of your early inklings of film, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, my, my, my dad, um, he was born in Dulwich, so he's a Londoner.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, he
0: is, yeah. He's Cockney, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's, he's um, largely Scots, Welsh and Irish. Um, so I don't know why I keep using those accents. <laughs> 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 it's great <laughs> <quite> radio. <laughs> um, one of his luxuries in his life is actually watching movies. And um, he had he had dubbed videos from even before we owned that Cambrook. They just sat up there in the cupboard and he was like, one day I'm gonna have, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have a, v, a v, VHS and a VCR, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna have one. Yeah. Um, and eventually, when we did have one, we were the first in our street. Wow. <laughs> we were awesome. the first in av. <laughs> so, um, uh, since that time, I love watching things on repeat. Just repeat, 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 and they were the most crappest movies. But it was a real luxury. Um, but you know, growing up in London for Dad, like he always. Um, it, it was awesome to go to the movies and have a smoke, and you know, because they were allowed in those days, you know. Mm. So he had really fond, smoky memories. <laughs> he is the one who fostered us as, you know, um, fans and fiends of film. And my dad is a man of very few words, but if I, I used to find that if he was watching something, I would watch him because I'm like, why is he reacting like that? Yeah. This is such a cuckoo movie. You know, yeah, <laughs> but it really was just um memories of him being in London because a lot of the f- films that he watched initially were from London actually encouraged or um, fostered a really good relationship between him and i now i 'm the youngest of four, and my brother 's in a gang, and my two sisters are quite a bit older, so not quite um, uh, i mean it 's probably stock standard family mm-hmm. for a lot of us. But me and Dad had that kind of relationship. But I also had that with my mum, who you describe as a bit of a soapy.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. Falcon
0: Crest, <laughs> Falcon Crest <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> um,
1: what, uh Oh yeah, Koro, Koro Neihana, yeah. Um, Coronation Street, EastEnders. Yeah. What was that? What was that about? Do you think that
0: yeah. for Mum? I think particularly um and East it's Is that then normal people? And it's like right. looking in the window. Mm. The British soaps actually just are um, slices in someone's slices of a day in someone's life.
1: In the article Wairaka Challenging the Status Quo, Jani says her dad's favourite movies like High Noon or The Plank were too lowbrow for serious study when, in the year 2000, she took up a double degree in film, TV and media studies and Māori studies at the University of Auckland. Instead, she wanted to learn about other cultures through the National Cinema Studies. But the paper, as she writes, had three one hour sessions about Once We Warriors, Barry Barclay films, and Pacifica Cinema. She wondered at the time where the faces, the voices, like hers, were. Now that was 20 years ago and technology has evolved. As a senior lecturer in film and media studies, Jani instills in her students that they each have their own unique stories to share for the big or small screen. I'm the programme
0: leader of Māori Media. So at the moment, it is a degree. We're about to go just to a major. Well, after this interview, I'll be teaching a class called Copapa Māori for Screen. Mm-hmm. So it's by the end of it, I mean, what we try to do is we try to um, get them to use the Kopapa Māori framework. And it's not only used for screen, but it's also because a lot of them will actually go into different disciplines. But it's a really good place for them to start because Kaupapa Māori actually does expose injustices. Um, it questions equality. Um, it looks at gender roles. You know, there's a whole lot of things that Kopapa Māori does. For, for their introduction to the academic kind of um, environment, it is a good place for them to start. And I, I teach predominantly Māori and Pacific students. Um, I think over the years I might have had four park Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that. Oh, and one Bangladeshi. Yeah, so it really is just getting them used to using the framework, but also how that um, helps them kind of um, navigate how it can influence and impact series and films and those sorts of things, and storytelling. Uh, By the end of the semester, they will have developed... In collaborative efforts They would have developed A Kaupapa Māori Centre Or Kaupapa Te Nui as well Because I have a lot of Pacifics They will develop web series That are based around issues in their communities mm. So for example 2019 I think it was I had a group of Tongan girls they developed a, an idea for a series where there's a Tongan girl and her dad is a minister of a big, big church and he, they're having a, a massive copapa for him because he's got a big birthday coming up and she has to come out and do her dance for him. Mm. Um, you know, you put the oil on and people come up and stick the money on and, and that's part of their culture. But if you are not a virgin, the oil, the, the oil does not stick. It absorbs, yes. She knows she ain't no virgin. (laughs) She's going to get caught out. So how does she get through this? How does she do that? But in the last episode, because these are um, seven-minute episodes, by the end, by the last series, she's sitting outside an abortion clinic. So this is um, six episodes but I tell them, challenge, because these, this really challenges the, the way, you know, because there are certain philosophies that say you must be this and you must be that um, in our Pacific cultures. Um, so I'm just like, be brave, because these are real stories. Mm. So um, so even my students kind of emanate wairaka too. Um, I also teach a um, paper that I've developed called Writing in Māori Shorts. So they write a short story that they turn that into a short film script. The last assessment is they have to exhibit or perform something that directly relates to that film. So they, you can see the succession. Yeah. Um, at the moment, we've got one of our Samoan graduate, actually, Matilda Poasa. She, she developed a story in our class called The Retrieval, and it's actually in post-production right now. Yeah, so it's about no, I'm not even gonna give that a, go, see it. go see it. I'm not even gonna but I will plug it, the retrieval, the retrieval.
1: This from Jani's chapter Wairaka Challenging the Status Quo from the book Nakete Matoranga, Maori Scholars at the Research Interface. Maori scholars
0: from a range of disciplines have certainly weighed in on importantly critical reviews of film. Like all other academic disciplines, film studies has long-standing conventions and those contesting the status quo using mātauranga Māori ā remain in the minority.
1: Now it's fair to say that the actor Cliff Curtis is versatile. He's played a range of characters from an American federal agent, a Hispanic gang leader, Jesus Christ, to his betrayal of Genesis Potini in the 2014 film based on a true story, the Dark Horse. You want a chess champion, the Dark Horse? You know you shouldn't really go to other people's things. No. What do you want? I want to join it. I want to be a part of this.
0: My name is Genesis Portini. Uh And uh, I want to lead you all for the National Chess Championships
1: in six weeks' time. The research for her master's thesis centred around the actor Cliff Curtis but she also looked at early European art historical depictions of Māori, Māori ethnic markers such as haka and tamoko and how Māori oral traditions tikanga Tanga all played their part when it came to the characterisations for the various roles undertaken by Cliff Curtis. So you examined five of uh, Cliff Curtis's Marty um, Screen characterisations and five of his multi-ethnic roles in Hollywood cinema. Um, what what was the kind of the impetus between of uh, of doing that, Masters?
0: So I had not considered doing postgrad at all, but I did a paper that was by Sue Abel was one of the conveners, and she ended up being my PhD supervisor. But um, it was called something along the lines, I can't even remember now, it was bloody nearly 20 years ago, Race, Ethnicity and the Media, um, and the question that she asked, you know, one of the SO questions was to do a um, comparative analysis between two actors, and I thought, oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose Timura Morrison and Cliff Curtis, mm, mm. mm. no one else is going to be doing any moldies in this class. <laughs> so that's what I did, and I realised, okay. Wow. Cliff is way
1: superior.
0: Sorry, Tim. Oh, just in terms of the breadth, the scope. Not so
1: much as he gets more roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
0: really is, you know, and coming from a, a performance background, I was really like hmm, this is interesting, but also because I had passed for so many different ethnicities in my life. Like, my best friend is Samoan, and people think she's the Māori and I'm the Samoan.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: and I was like, we just keep passing for everything. So so naturally, looking at Cliff Curtis, I I thought, actually, I know what it is to pass. I wanted to do a comparative analysis again because it was something I actually really enjoyed between him and Tim. Let's do a comparative analysis between his Māori – Roles and his ethnic roles, and so I felt like I was onto something as well because n- not many Māori had actually continued on to do film studies in postgrad. I realised that there were some real issues with his representation as a Māori mm. and as multi-ethnic as well. But there was also that issue with him representing people who he does not come from. I spoke to his agent at the time. Um, Robert Bruce and um, he said he is completely self-taught no one coaches him with his accents no one coaches him Um, and what the reason I I decided yes yes this is the right thing to do is because I said to Robert has any you know he's played so many ethnicities has anything eluded him and he said yeah um, two people and one was Bob Marley and I said oh so The first one that he got turned down for, I'm not sure if it was in this order, but one of them was um, Fidel Castro. So he got turned down for that because he's not Spanish. Right. Right? So that's out the window. Um, so he went for Bob Marley, and according to his agent, um, he went into a little room, and this is what he does with all his roles, and this is what he did when he played Jesus. Yes. He went into this little room for X amount of months. He got skinny, he did his hair in dreads, he got facial hair, um, and he just was watching his stuff all day, all night, and becoming Bob. And then he came out, and the agent was going, Holy hongi heka. you look just like him and he could gesture like him everything so he had Bob down so he was I think he made it to the very last um, selection and then the Jamaican government intervened this is according to his agent Um, the government intervened and said he's not Jamaican yeah and that film has never been made this is just a Maori boy (laughs) <laughs> who grew up in Maratā, you know, and I only know that because... um he is. He was whangai out into my brother-in-law's family. Oh wow. Well. So he stayed with one family in Marata for X amount of time, and then he went around different families because his mum passed away in a car accident, and dad, mm. and I was just like, blow my mind was my mind was blown, and like he started out in Kapahaka and bloody rock and roll dancing. <laughs> oh my gosh, rock and roll dancing. Yeah. And then from there he went. He he also weaves. Did you know he weaves? I did not know that he's yeah. a weaver. And then he actually was a glazier. Oh, wow. And then he decided to put himself through Toifukari and then he went to a. Oh no, he's so interesting. <laughs> and then he went to um, Teatro Scola, which is a theatre school in Switzerland.
1: Came back, piano. Directed by Jane Campion, The Piano, released in 1993, is about a mute Scottish woman who moved to New Zealand in the mid 19th century.
0: And then from Piano, Desperate Remedies, um, he's really androgynous. He'll, he'll just, yeah, fantastic role. He wears silky women's undies <laughs> wow. in it. Yeah, and then Once Were Warriors, and that was his calling card to Hollywood.
1: Based on the novel by Alan Duff, the 1994 movie centres on the violence, the control and poverty faced by the Hickey family. Cliff Curtis played the role of Uncle Bully.
0: But um, I promised his agent, because his agent said to me, okay, as a reciprocity, yep. anything you write about Cliff, make sure that you run it past me. And I was like, nah, sweet ass, I don't mind. Mm. So even with the with um, the cinematic economy of Cliff Curtis, I sent him that. And, you know, I made a little here, bow and blah, 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 sent it to him. Nice. And then a few months later, um, I met him. And my really embarrassing, my, mom, my friend's really embarrassing mum goes, oh, this is Janie Wilson, and she, um, she wrote a thesis about you, and all this, and I was like, Ugh, um, hi, Cliff. <laughs> but he's so nice, so down to earth, mm. and that is really rare. And the best thing is, he's so normal. Besides exploring a new cinematic vernacular and the centrality of Western theory to university studies, one real difficulty was the non-existence of Māori film scholars or scholarship to inspire or support the journey or the possibility of Māori specialised trajectories in our chosen studies. Screens are a prevalent component of many Māori lives for the purposes of unwinding, socialising and communicating, for work, for pleasure and more frequently today, for displeasure – for watching ourselves and permitting others to watch us.
1: Dr. Jani Wilson, whose chapter Wairaka Challenging the Status Quo features in the book Nakete Ma Tauranga, Māori Scholars at the Research Interface. When her daughter, Manaki, was four years old, Jani launched into further study towards her doctorate. She knew two things it was going to be about Māori and film. The basis of her doctoral research was to construct a theoretical film framework drawing parallels between mātauranga Māori and film production. Whiripapa, to mean a three-strand cord or rope, was the name of this framework. Now in her research she examined film theory, history and audience. Now, her became involved in her research. The Farinui was transformed into a cinema setting, discussion followed the screening of historical films, and of course the sharing of kai, or food, was paramount. Within this theory, as Jani writes, te kete aronui, one of the three baskets of knowledge retrieved by tāne nui ārangi, is where film and te Māori intersect.
0: Cinema started or film started as a science, but it's also an art. So I thought, where do these two things meet? Because I had been told that my framework should be either post colonial theory or Koppapa Māori theory. And I had tried to use them, but I kept hitting a brick wall. And I was like, no matter what I do, I can't make them work for this for this particular Koppa. So I thought, well, it's a science and an art. Those two things meet in Teketearuno. Because that is the kete of the intellectual, the philosophers, the singers, songwriters, and all of our um, purako, everything the senses touch, you know, and all of that sort of thing. And I said, yeah, it fits into kete aronui. And then from that, I developed the idea of mahi toi because it doesn't only apply to film and filmmakers and film analysis. Um, I use mahi toi in my classroom because I know what it takes to do the pre-production of kapahaka, and it has got barely anything to do with practising. It's got to do with fundraising, getting your whānau involved, someone doing dishes, this, that, the other. And then, of course, you know, so that's a massive, robust pre-production process that our kids who come to my class, they all know about that because they've been to um, regionals and Polyfest and Te Matatini. Mm. So they all know what the pre-production is phase consists of and there are no illusions about what that is well that's the same with any of our mahitoi and I say to my students you know let's create stories we all have them we they live in our house they're on the bus when
1: we're coming here they're on the motorway we've got stories all around us you know. Mm. Now when it comes to films and film production here in Aotearoa she argues that she's more interested in what films don't reach the big screen. Um, so
0: I like to look at the institutions and the funding decision makers. So na a-
1: aho whakare? Yeah, yeah.
0: I like looking at that sort of thing and just going, okay, are we actually following a parkour process here? Or are we, actually, you know, are we actually, you know, are we trying to make a paradigm that we are in charge of? But when you need funding,
1: you're automatically in that framework or in that.
0: Is that a constraint? It's a constraint because the funders already have their favourites. How are my students meant to make it in there if they are competing with unnamed person, unnamed person, unnamed person? Do you know what I mean? I spend a lot of time kind of thinking through uh, – one of the papers that I'm teaching at the moment is um, um, a production paper. And so they will make a film by the end of the semester. And I try really hard to ensure that they are ready to make things on a zero budget Mm. Because, oh, and one of my um, I was really privileged to go to university with Stallone Vaonga Yowasa And he is the director and writer Of um, Hibiscus and Ruthless And Take Home Pay And those those films Well his sister and himself fund He, he doesn't even bother going for funding funding anymore yes. Yeah We'll just make it, me and you, sis So, oh, wow. <laughs> so you know, um don't be confined by these other organisations. That's right. Yeah. And I keep saying to my students, there's no point in trying to go for the funding if you don't have the story. So let's let's do the best job we can mm-hmm. at writing the story and writing a really kick-ass portfolio to go with that story so that if you happen to be in an elevator with Ainsley <laughs> Gardner...
1: Push the stop button. Or...
0: Uh, Tycho wait to tea you know because these are the people who are getting who, who are the impact makers yeah. you know if it just so happens that you are in in the presence of someone in those powerful positions you can my students will know how to tell what they do in one minute do you love what you do I love my students I absolutely adore my students they're they happen to be really rough around the edges and I, but I like the catchment of AUT. I love coming out here to South Auckland. There's Everybody has a story living in their house. <laughs> I love teaching, or giving the kids, giving our rangatahi the permission to tell their story in their voice and their style. I love doing research that shows them, hey, you can. I, I'd love to be able to get more of my students' stuff out there.
1: Tēnā koe Dr. Jani Wilson o no Ngāti Awa, Ngāpuhi, Puhi, Ngāti Hine, Mātātua. She discussed her chapter, Wairaka Challenging the Status Quo, as featured in the book "Nakite Kete Mā Tauranga Māori Scholars at the Research Interface. anō, kua ea mō te wiki, mē nā If you'd like to get in touch, you can email teahika at rnz.co.nz. Ko te manako ia, kai noho haumaru e koutou. A kā tiake mō tēnei wā, tēnā tātou, katoa.